Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to the UBS Conversations podcast channel. Today's conversation will spotlight Financial Planning Month. We are fortunate to have on the line with us today, Bonnie Park, Head of Wealth Planning. And Bonnie is going to share with us some top life lessons on the value of planning. So Bonnie, it's great to be with you as always. Thank you for dropping by, spending some time with our listeners, our clients. Let me pass it over to you. Welcome. Thanks, Dan. So happy to be here. My responsibility here at UBS as the head of wealth planning is to be responsible for the strategy, including the platforms and specialists, on how we deliver planning advice. Really what that means is I want to make sure that every client, including our employees, have a financial plan. But instead of talking about why you should listen to me, I thought it might be interesting to share with you some of the reasons why I have learned over the past 21 years of my career why planning is important. So my five life lessons, the first one really is, you know, why planning matters and why planning matters at every life stage. One of the things that we've learned, particularly over the past year and a half, is that life can be unpredictable, but it doesn't have to be unplanned. And for me personally, I wish it didn't take events like a pandemic or in the past a tsunami or a huge market correction for us to focus on our health, our financial wellness, being prepared for the future. And I wish in general that we just talked about it more. I wish I personally had talked about it more with my, uh, with my family, with even among my peer group. But historically, there's always been a perception that planning is tied to retirement or that planning is tied to a specific wealth level. But actually, it's, it's relevant at every life stage. Because there are always things from a financial perspective, there are always financial decisions that you need to make. And it's important for you to understand the impact of those financial decisions. That doesn't mean you would necessarily change those decisions. I know, for example, when, when I think about, um, you know, what I'm going to have for dinner, what I'm going to have for lunch, I know that I should be making certain healthy choices. And sometimes I make informed but terrible decisions when it comes to what I decide to have for dinner. And I think when it comes to planning, you know, one of the things, and this is a second life lesson that I learned, you know, why I was wrong about planning or what planning is and what it isn't. And there's this sense that um, planning needs to be a certain structure or that, you know, I was I was too young to think about planning maybe in the past or it wasn't close enough to retirement or, again, I didn't have that certain wealth level. And you know, traditionally, there there is a lot of structure that comes along with planning. Often there's a questionnaire, a certain list of documents, there's a certain process, a certain format, um, a certain structure. But that doesn't mean it needs to be rigid. There has been a perception in the past that you needed to do a lot of work, that planning is really difficult, you needed to, and, and in the past, I always thought, uh, you know, I had this perception, you know, earlier on in my career, that in order to have successful planning, You needed to itemize every expense. You needed to save every receipt. You needed to track every credit card item. Um, And also that you needed a lot of financial knowledge in order to make these decisions. And what I've learned over time is that you really don't necessarily need to have any of those things. Planning is about having a framework to make financial decisions. And for some people, it works to itemize every expense and look at every credit card line item. And, And for some people... It doesn't work that way or it's not that method is not conducive to them feeling 
confidence about their financial future. So I think it's really important to remember that, you know, similar in the way that we talk about people have different styles of learning or people, there's this concept of love languages and what resonates with people. I would say the same applies to finances and and in planning, you know, there are different ways that people feel comfortable managing their own financial situation. And so planning is not rigid. It does not have to be a one size fits all in terms of how you uh, go through your planning. It's the universal fundamental concept behind planning is that it is a process. And so as long as you are following the process of starting with what matters to you, thinking about what that future financial trend looks like and understanding the impact of your financial decisions, again, whether that means itemized expenses or if you're just taking a goal-based approach, looking at detailed tax calculations or simplified tax calculation, all of that is still absolutely effective in making sure that somebody has confidence and that you have confidence in your financial future and being prepared for that. And I, I think that leads to the, the next epiphany that I had about planning is that it doesn't have to be hard. Planning is actually easier than you think. Planning, you know, often there, there are some analogies that are used to define what financial planning is, things like a blueprint or a roadmap. And, you know, if we, if we think about this roadmap concept, it is like asking directions, asking for guidance. But in order to do that, you need to where you, you want to go. So if I were to say, hey, can you give me directions, what you would probably ask back first is, well, wh- well, where would you like to go? So I think it's really important when you think about your planning process and, and your experiences with planning, you know, I, I would be wary of somebody who offers directions in advance <laughs> of asking where you're trying to go or what your destination is. Um, but that's the first thing. And, and secondly, you know, it is important to reach out to professionals, but there is also a lot that you can do on your own first. And it really just starts very simply with getting organized. As we think about, again, that road roadmap analogy, not only do you need to think about your destination, but you also need to think about where you are today in order to make sure you, you understand what are the next steps to take you on that next part of your path. And so, you know, start with a few questions. So the first would be, what do you own? Investment accounts, home, property, cars. What do you own? That's the fundamental starting point, I would say, of of assessing where you are today. The second question I would then ask myself is, what do you owe? So I'm not talking just about things like credit cards, but mortgages, student loan debt, um, you know, what do you owe? What are some of those liabilities that you have coming up that you can project out where you know what some of those liabilities might be? And then finally, what have you planned for or what have you prepared for? And what I mean by that would be things like any estate documents, your wills, any trust documents, um, even life insurance policies that you have, benefits, uh, benefit elections through work disability, long-term care, deferred compensation, those kinds of things that maybe you've done in the past but haven't really thought about it as part of your overall financial plan, you know, just make sure that you get all of those documents organized, that you know where they are, whether they're physical hard copies that are in a file or in a safe somewhere, or even digitally, where are those items stored? Are there passwords, (laughs) for example, that need to to be... um, saved so that you can access those documents. 
do the people who are important in your life that you involve in making those financial decisions, are they also aware of what you've done? What do you own? What do you owe? And what have you planned for? And, you know, it's just starting with that, those three questions, and you can get the process going. So again, it's not tied to a specific life stage. It's not tied necessarily to a specific wealth level. But the outcomes or the answers to those questions and the potential solutions or strategies that are important to you absolutely need to be tailored to you in, in your financial situation and your wealth level and your life stage and your age and your family situation. But before you get to that point of recommendations or products or solutions, think about those three questions. What do you own? What do you owe? And what have you planned for? So planning really can be easier than you think. You know, and sometimes, you know, I, I worked with clients directly for about 10 years. Um, and, and so one of the things people would talk about when there was some hesitation about getting started with planning, it was sometimes, well, I'm not sure what's going to happen in the future. I'm not sure what my um, business is going to sell for, for example, or I'm not sure what's going to happen with tax laws. And planning is actually even more important. Planning matters even more during times of uncertainty because planning does not mean I know exactly what the future holds, but planning means I want to prepare for the unknown. And for example, you can't always predict the weather, but you can look at trends, for example. You can uh, listen to some of the experts. You can look at your resources, get your weather app. Um, so you can plan to bring an umbrella, even if you know that, you know, you can't 100% predict if it will rain or not. But it's important to make sure that you're prepared. And last year, many people, unfortunately, were caught short without a plan when the, when, you know, when the world shut down, um, income changed, um, businesses were impacted, spending habits changed, lifestyles changed. And some people did not know the answers to questions like, am I okay? Will I be okay? Will my family be okay? And it's really tough to go through that without having a framework to evaluate, evaluate your financial situation. And so when, when we think about planning for the unknown or planning during times of uncertainty, there, there are really two ways that you establish how to plan for kind of a worst case scenario and a best case scenario. So what are you hoping for? That would be your best case scenario. But then also, what's that worst case scenario? What do you need to be protected against? And as long as you think about those being the ranges or the bands, um, you know, it's, it's likely that the, future will maybe fall somewhere in between. Of course, we don't know, but we can at least prepare for what we think we need to protect ourselves against. And aspirationally, what are we hoping for? What are some of our, what are some of our goals? So another question that I sometimes um, come across is, well, why, why now, right? Why is planning important now? And, and obviously, I think we're still going through a time of uncertainty. You know, as I mentioned, times of tax law change, um, Times of uncertainty are important for planning, but planning should always be important as an ongoing way to manage your financial life. And you know, it's similar to managing your health, where it's always important. But you know, to be to be fair, there are definitely certain catalysts that might help you refocus on your health. So things like New Year's Day or New Year's resolutions, for example. Um, you know, summertime when if you need to get into a bathing suit, for example. Um, seeing the doctor. So those all can be really helpful catalysts that remind you to, to refocus on your health. And, and for me in planning, you know, life events are always really good catalysts to motivate you. Other things. So things like portfolio reviews. When you're reviewing your portfolio, 
to also think about the context of your overall financial plan, your overall financial situation. So year end, quarterly, whenever that happens, um, think about portfolio reviews as being a, a catalyst and a time to refocus on your entire financial situation. Secondly, again, tax time, um, you know, when you're filing your taxes or preparing to do that, preparing your quarterly statement, um, any changes in legislation or proposed changes in legislation, obviously there's a lot of discussion around Biden's, uh, President Biden's proposed legislation and what might happen with that going forward. So very important to understand and to think about what the potential impact could be on your financial situation. And then, of course, thirdly, you know, as we mentioned, COVID, the pandemic, any major external event. So that's always a good trigger to, to rethink about what's important to you, what's important to your family, and how to plan, um, again, to protect your family, but then also what are things that you want to plan for in the future. So, you know, I hope that these lessons are helpful to you. Again, over the past 21 years that I've, I've been in the industry, I wish I could go back in time and tell myself, again, these five things that, you know, number one, planning matters at every life stage. Um, number two, planning can be flexible. It should fit your personal situation, your family, your, um, you know, financial style, your financial personality. Third, planning does not have to be hard. It can feel like work, but it, it can be easier to get started than you realize. Fourth, planning is especially important during times of uncertainty. And five, planning should be ongoing. So take the time for yourself. You know, think about what are helpful catalysts to help get you motivated to refocus on your financial situation and your and yourself, your families. And it's actually easier to get started than you think. So set aside the time to either get started on your planning or to review and update what you have. So these are my things that I wish I could I could go back in time. And I hope that, you know, you think about one of these things, again, going into year end, and you use this, listening to this today as a catalyst for yourself um, to take the time to think about your financial situation, if you're getting what you need and if you need to do anything different. Um, so with that, Dan, I'll turn it back to you. Thank you so much for having me today, and I look forward to the next conversation. Well, Bonnie, thank you again for your time, your insights, and for joining us here on the UBS Conversations podcast channel. Again, today we've been joined by Bonnie Park, Head of Wealth Planning. The UBS Conversations podcast channel is available where podcasts are found, including on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Pandora. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering, as well as the new UBS trending video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Dan Cassidy. Thank you for joining us. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients, UBS Financial Services, Inc. offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC-registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC-registered broker-dealer. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that clients understand the ways in which we conduct business, that they carefully read the agreements and disclosures that we provide to them about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review the PDF document at UBS.com forward slash relationship summary. UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG, member FINRA SIPC.